All right, it is time. The Anything But Quiet Time podcast. Uh, we are Rochelle and Carter. By the way, this brought to you by our friends at Compassion International. We'll get there here in, in just a couple of minutes, how you can help a child somewhere uh, around the world. Um, Rochelle, I mean, a, yes. a late Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Same to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's start off this podcast and into the newer year with a joke. Oh, here we go. Shall we do that? Okay. Okay. So my son, he's 11 years old. He was sharing this joke with me and he said, Mommy, do you know why the other dinosaurs thought that the pterodactyl was having issues in the bathroom? Uh, No, I I don't know why. Again, I'm going to restate it in case I went too fast for you. Okay. Why did the other dinosaurs think that the pterodactyl was having issues in the restroom? Yeah, I don't know. Because the pee was silent. Okay. All right. You know what? (laughs) And we just lost... Half of our listeners, if you're still here, thank it's you. a child telling a joke, <laughs> well, uh, and know. I'm not referring to myself. I'm a child yeah. in spirit, but <laughs> my goodness, you know. Speaking of which, you said child in spirit. And I know you're just, uh, just well, you're being serious there, I guess. But it does remind me uh, what I've been going through. By the way, this is the podcast we go through what we're going through in our quiet time. Yep. And I have been going through Romans, and I want to, I want to just read this passage of scripture, and then. I was reminded of a story of, I don't know, it was 10 plus years ago when this happened, when I I really messed up. We get to hear about a Carter mistake. How about that? Isn't it fun to hear other people's mistakes because it's not your own? I mean, only if they're juicy. If this is going to be one of those mistakes that we all go and roll our eyes about and say, okay. And then I didn't make the Dean's Honor Roll. I only made the Grand Scholar's Honor Roll. Uh, I mean, we want dirt, man. It's dirt. It's dirt. Okay. Um, All right. Well, let me me read this because this will set me up for with, with boldness for this year. We heard from John Cooper last week. If you didn't get a chance to listen to that one. Oh my goodness. The boldness to stand for what we believe in in Jesus is is my theme for the year, I really think mm-hmm. honestly. And so here's uh, Romans 8:12 and we're going to read till uh 18. Yeah, so you about can keep reading, man. That's one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It's a great one. It's a great one. So then, brothers, we are debtors not to flesh to live according to flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die, but if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, which that part's crazy. Uh, and then he goes on to say, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. So there's a lot there. There's a lot there's of a stuff lot there. there. I mean, mainly it's if you are a believer, then you've received the Holy Spirit. And so you have not received a spirit of being under the law or being under sin, basically saying we are not sinners anymore we've not we, we have we're still gonna mess up but that is not our our spirit that we have we didn't know any better before now we have the spirit of god and we are fully indebted to him we are even slaves to him but that brings freedom ironically yeah. enough and so we don't have to go back to the old things of life and then the fact of provided that we suffer with him then we are heirs of god and fellow heirs with christ like mm. that is nuts that we'd even be included in that sentence you know yeah it is nuts. But here's the thing. Because we think it's nuts and we think it's nuts a lot, what do we do? 
we do go back to our old ways. True, true. Because maybe we don't fully receive that freedom. Maybe we're afraid. You know, I talked about fear in there as well. Uh, we're to put to death the deeds of the flesh. So why do we constantly go back to some of that kind of stuff that entraps us, mm. especially if we have total freedom in Christ? Well, maybe we're afraid. I don't know if you've ever been there where it's like if somebody is in the midst of a devastating circumstance with you and they're encouraging you, Rochelle, you need to release this over to Jesus and then you can grab hold of peace. But for some strange reason, I'm still grabbing hold of the stress yeah. of the moment. Yeah, that's true. No, I don't know. I can't release my son over to God because I don't know if I can trust him. Mm. That's the dumbest sentence ever. But yet (laughs) I've said it in my head before. I know I have in my spirit. I've been like, I don't know if I can trust you, which of course I can. He created me. He created my son. He has our best interests at heart uh, for his glory. Right. So I think it's fear that makes us latch on to some of these deeds of the flesh that we can't truly experience freedom. And so Mm. that's why. I, I think we feel like it's nuts because it's it's too good to be true. It's too good to be true, mm. but it's not. Yeah, it that, is true. That's the thing. If we if we believe that Jesus is who he said he was and that he is, you know, we've kind of put it before, putting all your eggs in one basket. In fact, I think I was talking to you earlier, uh, Rochelle, about I, I, I found, in my opinion— a good way, because I'm one that like kind of freaks out often internally. Like, uh, am I saved? Like, have I have I done enough? And and then yeah. you got to tell yourself it's not about doing enough. It's about just believing Jesus is who He said He was. And so I I think of it like this: like if it turns out that another you die, and it turns out that and this just is not going to happen. But let's just say in this scenario, it turns out that another religion was right. Okay. And you go to wherever. And they're like, hey, you you didn't believe in this. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I I am right now it's kind of a litmus test for me. I am totally comfortable with that scenario. Okay. Because I am just <laughs> fine if it was something else completely and I would be able to look whoever in the eyes or whatever and go, you know what? I I believed in in Jesus and fully believed because that was the right way. That was the then in case in that case we came up with something better than you did. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um which way is not even possible either. But I I think that just kind of thinking about that for me that I am fully in with Jesus and I'm not even I'm not buying multiple tickets for multiple places. Like I am fully in all my money on this one. Yeah. And, yeah. and so if I believe that, then I should live like it. And I think one of my my main word for this year is, is boldness. And I just want to be more open, not necessarily the person we kind of talked about last week with John Cooper, not necessarily the person on Facebook yelling at you or anything like that. But if I'm going to pray with somebody, I want to pray with somebody, not say I'll be praying for you. If, if I'm going to talk about God, everybody's good talking about God or being spiritual. Now I want to talk about Jesus specifically. Like there's there's one hope and that it's it's him it's through the son of God. And so I think about this story. Here's the here's the here's the the dirt. You ready? 10 years ago or more when I it was my freshman year of college mm-hmm. and a friend of mine uh came to me and said I'm a, I'm going to tell you something and he wasn't he wasn't ashamed. I'm trying to think of exactly how I would describe his demeanor. He was hesitant, but I think he was ready for me to give him a high five. Okay. And he said, and just just in case you have little ones listening, just FYI, this one's one's going to a place. This story's going to a place. So just FYI, if you got little ones around. 
He's, we already told the pterodactyl joke, so that's true. That those people are gone. Then if you got little kids, you're gone. <laughs> um, he said to me, uh, "I got to tell you something. Uh, I lost my virginity." Mm. And this was a person to me. I um, I did potluck uh, roommates, and then I knew two people from my high school that went to my college that I was also friends with. And so my main circle there, that's why I definitely wanted to get plugged into a church, and I would encourage you to do the same thing, depending on who, especially depending on who you're around. Uh, I, I went to a church to get the, the Christian group of friends, so I had a good influence. But my main group of just literally where I lived, the people that I knew from high school, one building over, and the people that I roomed with weren't necessarily believers, except for this guy. He was he was open to go to church. He was like, he says he's a Christian. He believes in God. And that here he is telling me this. Okay. And I remember having a mixed reaction because I really didn't know what he wanted me to say. And I I didn't say, I'll just say, I didn't say what I wish I would have said now. What I, w- what I would say now is what not what I said. And I, I did say, you know, something to the effect of, man, oh, wow. Well, you know, how do you feel about that? Uh, you know, I just didn't really know. Because I didn't want it to be an awkward confrontation. I'm not his dad. But at the same time, I wasn't going to give him a high five. And um, I mean, because he obviously I'm married. I mean, that's the point of the story, right? I, I wasn't bold in the moment. And I think if we have a relationship with people that if they are part of the body of, body of Christ or they say they are, I think that's where we got to be bold. Mm. And if he was a, if this was any one of those other guys that I had known... I would have been like, oh, wow. And then I would have handled it in a different way and, and you know, ask more questions and things like that. But I think with him, looking back, I really should have said, I won't say his name, you know, Frank. Frank, what are you doing? Hmm. You know that's not what God has for you. I mean, I think that especially with the fact that I am friends with him, he's not some stranger. We have authority in our lives to, to be Bolder than we are, I think, a lot of the time, at least with the people that we know and care about and the people that are of the body of Christ. I mean, that's 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 what the Bible teaches. And so you I don't know, I just think about a verse like that where it says, and if we suffer with him in order that we may be glorified with him. I think this year, you know, for me, I don't you know, I, I'm not thinking of like suffering in terms of, of pandemic or wanting any of that. But in terms of being awkward sometimes or whatever comes because I'm a little more bold, I'm comfortable with that. I'm way com- more comfortable with that than I was 10 year, ten plus years ago. Yeah. You know, Carter and I grew up uh, with a background in the church where our church was very clear in terms of um, uh, keeping your virginity until marriage. Some have questioned that. It's like, well, is that really in the Bible? Does the Bible point to that? God wants his best for you. And if you read even from the very beginning when Adam and Eve were together in the garden, it was one man and one woman. It's not until like later down the descendants where this guy named Lamech thinks that he's going to be like, you know what? I'm going to take on one one more wife. <laughs> I'm going to be with another woman. How many he, anniversaries did he forget? <laughs> uh, you know, and, and apparently this guy was a piece of work because he was a descendant of Cain. And if you're familiar with, with scripture, if you're not, I mean, this is, this is not against you. I'm just Cain was the guy who committed the first murder in the Bible, mm-hmm. killed his brother. Um, but he's a descendant of that guy. And this guy boasts about how he's going to be like even bigger and badder than Cain is with all of his acts and stuff like that. And this is the guy who's taken on more than one woman. And in that day, I don't think that there was a guy 
with priest robes saying, I now pronounce you man and wife. You know, <laughs> this was a different kind of a marriage arrangement. Mm. Um, I would probably have to go more into research about what that looked like. Uh, we know that there was marriage in the Bible. Um, the best for people as described in the New Testament is one man, one woman. And, yeah. and it's it's not even just for your sanity, which I mean, alone, wouldn't that be for your sanity alone? Right. And trying to really build something special emotionally, physically, spiritually with one other person, but to try to juggle multiple relationships and not even be committed um you do connect with them on a different level. Um, in fact, to be blunt, I, I've even read from certain marriage counselors, Christian marriage counselors, that sexuality has a lot to do with our spiritual connection with, with God. It's like it tries to kind of connect us with how um, it, this all comes together. You know, mm-hmm. um, we become one flesh, man and woman become one flesh. And God, you know, Jesus's prayer in the book of John was that they may become one as you and I, Father God, are one. You know, it's all about us becoming connected together. And the world has just lessened it more and more and more and made it more about physicality as opposed to the total package. We are a total package here. You can't separate one from another. Mm-hmm. We are body, soul, spirit, mind. All of that to say, this is why, this is where it's coming from, where you felt such boldness because this is what you understand to be true from God's word true for our lives that you should not have premarital sex that you should wait because that's a sacred act between a husband and a wife well and I, I like that you raised that that good point of you know what if you don't believe that or what if you are you know where does the Bible say that because right. I think I think those many years ago I I wouldn't have known what to point to and just understanding now that what the Old Testament says you know you you think about well the Jesus didn't say that the Old Testament says that well Jesus confirmed the Old Testament by how he lived and the fact that that was just scripturally at the time, the time when Jesus was here on earth, that was just Jewish culture. I mean, they believed what the Old Testament says. And so he even references many of the Old Testament. And he also confirmed a man shall leave his family and cling to his wife. And so you have Jesus confirming these things. And yeah, like you said, Paul kind of breaking that down, uh, a man shall take one wife in, in Corinth. I can't remember if it's first or second Corinthians. And so you see where it says it now, and I think that's that's also a good uh, a good note of boldness is to try to and more and more to know your stuff, and that's what we try to pass along to you on this this podcast of the things that we learn. Um, but then being able to have that conversation and not back down from it, because I, yeah. I I can't imagine. I know it's in happened, a loving way, in, of course, in a loving way. But can you can can we replay it and just see what you would do? In a loving way, like think, I'll be the guy. I think let's do that. I just wanted to make my point on, on this. I, oh, okay. I would just be because you know it's happened before, where somebody is starting to go down a bad road with something. Let's just say alcohol. They're drinking way too much, and somebody just comes alongside and drinks with them, uh, and says, "Oh, well, you should get another one or whatever." Like, and then all of a sudden, a year later, a few months later, that person's life is in turmoil. And that person is saying, I wish somebody would have told me. I wish somebody would have helped me. And so I I often now think about it through that lens, even though it seems like some people don't want our help. I think it's important at least to speak truth. Yeah. So, yeah, go ahead. You be your you be my friend here. Yeah. Hey, Carter. Last night, me and the other girl, we sealed the deal. Mm -hmm. Um, Frank, again, fake name. Frank. Frank. What? I should have lowered my voice more. Yeah, you <laughs> definitely should have. Yeah, Frank, 
What do you feel that the Bible says about that? Oh, uh, you know, um, just, you know, the Jesus wants us to love one another. And yeah. so I'm just kind of finding that person that I want to spend the rest of my life with, see if we click. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so this is, you, you just think that that's the best action to take to get to know somebody. Look, man, I don't need you to be preaching to me. I just wanted to tell you what happened. And I'm not, I'm, I'm more liberal minded than this. Like uh, you're being like uber religious dude right now. Bro, I'm just going to, I'm just going to say like this. I'm not your dad. I'm not your dad. So you obviously you're a big boy. You can make your own decisions, but I'm going to say this. If you believe the Bible or you say you believe the Bible, then why do you not adhere to the things that are in there? Yeah, at that point, I think you would hit a crossroads with your friend. Either he's going to walk down that path with you and talk this out. Uh, it's interesting that Frank like sought you out and you were clearly living the life of, of one who followed Christ, and he was aware of that. So it's interesting that he actually told that to you, Carter. Or he's going to go down the other path and just brush you off and find somebody who's willing to to drink with him, quote unquote, like you right. were talking about. Well, so, and, and I think he he's the type of person that he would have received it well, but hmm. his his life hasn't changed. Um, and that I that I know of, it's been a few years since I've talked to him. But yeah. Um, and so I I think what just devastates me about the culture that we live in, I would love for people to just say they don't believe it. Honestly, at least I mean, at least be be open about. Well, I am not a Christian or I'm not like and I it breaks my heart because I would love for everybody to know the truth of Jesus. I'm just saying what I, I it really gets under my skin. And that's why I want to be more bold. If you say you believe it, then, then why don't we live like it? And we're all going to mess up. Don't get me wrong. If he came to me and said, dude, I messed up last night yeah. or, you know, whatever. That's a different conversation. It's just this this idea of I you know, I can do this sin. This is fine. Or even though Jesus said it, I don't think this is sin for me. There's a relative truth, kind of like, again, John Cooper was talking about last week, this mm -hmm. relativity, like either the Bible is true or it's not. You decide, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, either follow it or don't, you yeah. know, I have not been put in charge of editing what God says. No, uh, that, that's a great way to say it. That's a great way you, to say it. You know, I, I also want to speak to the fact that there's a balance to this, being bold, but also being perceptive and, and sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Frank, in this instance, uh, like if it was a girlfriend of mine that told me about something that had happened in her world, I cannot measure other people's actions by a Jesus gauge if they are not Christ followers. Does that Ab make sense? Absolutely. It's a different conversation. It's a different conversation. They have not said, I, I'm following after Christ. Having said that, knowing that different denominations have not necessarily addressed these types of issues even. It, maybe it's, I don't know, it's like hush, hush, nobody's really kind of talked about it in open settings. True, true. Sex before, before marriage or whatever. Not really knowing the opinion, perhaps not even... Uh, being bold enough as to discover it for themselves because they're a casual Christian for whatever purpose they they've not necessarily explored further into whatever the thing may be. I have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading and like, if, am I supposed to talk about it with this person right now in this setting? Could I maybe make a date with them later if it's the wrong place in the wrong time? They brought it up. Hey, you got a moment? Can we grab some coffee? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's something like that. And just to to love them in the midst of that. You know, I, I recently was 
kind of in a set of circumstances where I found out that uh, a very dear person in my life had been fooling around. They're not out of high school yet. Immediately I'm concerned. And I'm also, ooh, I was raised differently. So I got these automatic, uh, admittedly judgmental feelings in regards to this set of circumstances, Mm -hmm. because that is not the way I was raised. And you're not supposed to do that. And the Bible says dot, dot, dot. But God, it's like if you allow and the Holy Spirit just comes and puts grace all over that so that he can make you more sensitive in the midst of conversation with people that maybe he's wanting you to talk to. And the amazing thing about Jesus is that he was all about redemption. And so when the woman who had obviously been having affairs, who was thrown in front of Jesus, you know, uh, by the teachers and leaders of the day and said, hey, the law tells us we should stone this woman because she's done something she shouldn't do. His response was, first of all, Anybody without sin cast the first stone. Mm-hmm. And secondly, it was complete compassion. His heart was moved towards this woman and it was filled with grace. And so I reminded this sweet young person in my life, I said, you are so valued. You are so loved by God. Yeah. Don't ever settle for less than his best because you are so worth it. He died for you. You are precious and awesome. And to remind people that they are redeemed by the blood of the lamb. You know, if you're hearing this broadcast and you're thinking, well, I've engaged in a lot of premarital sex. I've never thought about it being sin before. Listen, we're telling you what scripture says, number one. Number two, what's more important and overrides all of that, Jesus came to fulfill the law, which simply put means all of the places where you and I have made mistakes, and they are many, is completely covered by the blood of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And it's been redeemed. And we just have to, you know, the words next to the woman were, where are your accusers, woman? And she looks around and she doesn't see any of the guys standing around her anymore. Those who were calling out for her to be stoned just moments before, they've run because they can't claim that they, they're they sinless. And he says, where are they? She said, I don't I don't have any accusers. And he said, I don't accuse you either. Go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. He wants us to live a life in freedom. And so that that's where all of this should lead us, not to a place of judgment, but to a place of freedom. This is how God wants us to live, not because he wants us to live condemned, but convicted. Yeah, I, I think it's such a great example um, that you brought up. I mean, obviously it's a great example just in, I mean, that's, man, you know, the love of Jesus um, on the on the last part, you know, go and sin no more is what he says. So I think that's a part of that the the boldness um, yeah. to for us to say, okay, I can make a judgment call, but certainly condemning is not is not my job. And and yet at the first part of that is very interesting. What I learned recently that those guys were in the right with what they were saying, but not how they were going about it. And so you think about, is it my job to be bold and in a, in a certain way? I, I think the boldness that I'm talking about is to speak truth, but bold for me doesn't mean sit on down here and let me tell you something, because it's very interesting that those guys may have been correct in what they were saying, but what they were doing was actually a mob scene. You see, yeah. they say the law says this. Yeah. Well then take her to the courtroom because you're dragging her down the street without a fair trial. You can be so right that you're wrong. You're exactly. And so it, you know, if if I was going to berate my friend my made up name friend Frank 
Um, I, that's, that's not really my place necessarily, uh, but he's a believer and he's my friend. So I certainly have a little more authority than a, a stranger or, or even a friend that's a non-believer. Um, but to, to be gentle in the process though, and, and don't back down from what truth is, but no. absolutely doing it in a, in a loving way. And gentle answer turns away wrath. And mm. so if you are loving somebody well and being kind to them, and they can tell because it's not just a lashing out and giving them a five-second sermon. Here's, here you go, you know, go downtown and repent to the priest or, or whatever it is that they would say. <laughs> it's the worst <laughs> fake scenario ever. Great scenario, yeah. Uh, here's a quarter. Get on a subway. <laughs> go downtown to the priest. But anyway, um, it's sitting with people. It's... Um, this is such a, an old English word, but supping with them, eating dinner with them, wanting to fellowship with them and let them know that they are as treasured as they are. Jesus did not just make a, a quickie trip. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. not a convenience store run to earth and back. He stayed here, lived life here, dealt with emotions here, dealt with betrayal here, dealt with sin on the cross, and then rose again for us from death. And it was a long thing. Am I doing that with people? Am I bearing the weight, their burden with them? Am I living life alongside them to let them know I'm in this with you for the long haul? I mm-hmm. love you. I I see how God sees you. That's the difference. Those guys were there to condemn. They were not there to uphold the law. They were there to try to trap Jesus and make themselves look better in their own eyes. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the key. Am I trying to serve man and love them well? according to what God has asked me to do today, or am I doing it in what I think is best in my own eyes? Yeah, ab- absolutely. Man, a, a great discussion today. And certainly yeah. the the love is what should shine through. And we want to keep in mind that you know that this uh, podcast is sponsored by Compassion International and something we call Hope Notes. You have a, a way for love to shine through and reach somebody around the world. This story really touched me. When I say story, it just makes it sound so impersonal. Once upon a time. No, it's not one of the. These are real people. Yeah, it's true. Real families. And this little girl, her name is Liza. She is 11 years old. She lives in Colombia. Um, she is blind. Um, what, what is that? It's glaucoma. I was almost couldn't remember what it's called glaucoma it took her sight at such a young age so i i would imagine that you would feel the same way that her mother felt she was just what is going to happen my little girl what's her future going to be like what's really amazing is that she is learning braille and she has got the incredible opportunity to get back at school be able to read alongside all the other kids uh, through compassion international our sponsorship helps kids with their education it's not like a um, well, quite frankly, feels like almost like a death sentence, I would imagine, to her mom. What's going to happen to my daughter now? Mm. She going to fall by the wayside? Is anybody going to anybody going to give her a chance in our country that's suffering? You know, so I, I'm really excited that we get to be a part of Compassion International in helping see children have a future and a hope and knowing that it's through Jesus Christ is the biggest win of all. We know compassion works through the local church in each country that they're in. And so what what mom says is this, all of the project staff, that's that's the local church, uh, they care for my daughter. Tudor Desi has helped me take her to the psychologist appointments when I'm not able to do it because of my job. Liza is happy when her sponsor sends letters to her and asks me to read those for her. 
the project has been a great blessing to us because yeah, you, you would be the sponsor if you want to get involved with compassion and you can write letters to your child. And it's not just some sending money somewhere, hoping it does. You'll see how a difference is made with $38 a month. Find out more about Compassion International at HopeOnDemand.com. Thank you for spending some time with us. This is the Anything But Quiet Time podcast. You can catch up on old episodes and then a lot more resources there at HopeOnDemand.com as well. By the way, we sure do love you. <laughs>